Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist and your host of Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. On today's episode, we are going to break down how to be miserable. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Y'all know I am a positivity kind of gal, but you guys really seem to like the show, The Don't List. So I thought I would take that episode a little bit further and do some paradoxical intention work. You know, for I know you guys are so familiar with all the things you're supposed to be doing. I thought it would be a little bit funny and different to flip it. And instead of telling you how to feel better and light and peaceful and fulfilled, just let's look it right in the face and talk about what does it take to really be miserable? So welcome to this paradoxical positivity show. Let's learn how to nurture, foster and grow being miserable. I want you to grow this misery like a scientist grows mold and bacteria in a Petri dish in the lab. And in no particular order, we're going to discuss these ways to be miserable. Number one, make sure that you give into fear. Allow it to guide you in all things. Retreat every single time anxious fear pops up. Listen to fear above all things, except when it tells you that someone's toxic. When fear says someone is toxic, throw that out the window. Stay with that toxic person as long as you possibly can. Soak up everything they have to teach you. Give and give and give of yourself to that toxic person until you have nothing left. That will create some grade A misery, I promise. Number two, to be top-notch miserable Nurse and justify an addiction to sugar, fast food, processed foods. Never, ever, ever go through a process of eating cleanly and changing your palate. Make sure that you keep your palate at about a first grade level of delivery pizza and chicken nuggets and try to continue to eat like that for an entire lifetime. The payoff is body misery, soul misery, spirit misery heart misery. Number three, to be truly good at being miserable, get your personal identity from the payoffs of workaholism. Believe in the pot of gold waiting for you at the end of the corporate ladder. The time to celebrate and enjoy your life is after you're retired. Everyone knows that the key to true deep happiness is having a confusing and long title 
from a corporation and getting a fat check and go after that like blinders on a horse. Don't make any time to live a balanced life. That will most definitely create misery. Number four, believe supplements and herbals are a waste of time and money and less useful and effective than what big pharma puts out into the world. Scare yourself about herbals that have been used for centuries while normalizing whatever makes up the pills that you put into your body from big pharma. Ignore all lists of side effects and take as many pharmaceuticals as you can. Take as many as your doctor will give you. Number five, in relationships, always be willing to give to a lawyer in divorce what you wouldn't give to your own mental health or the health of the relationship. Pay lawyers over healers to win at life. People who win legal battles and spend time in court and in litigation, they really win the misery game. Number six, to be truly miserable, beat this phrase like a drummer beats a drum while you try to live. Life is so hard. Life is so difficult. I just can't do it. Life is so hard. It's so difficult. I just can't do it. Life is so hard. It's so difficult. I just can't do it. It's easy. It's sort of the music of life here in America, isn't it? Number seven, wake up each morning resisting the day, resisting life, focusing on what you hate, fear, and resist. That's the kind of morning practice you really got to get into to feel truly miserable. Number eight, resist being in nature and replace exploring the world, exploring a beautiful hike or a waterfall with watching another TV show or a movie. Watch entertainment and live vicariously through the boob tube without experiencing new people, new places, and new things in your own life. To be truly miserable, to cultivate misery, watch cooking shows, but don't learn how to cook. Watch outdoor and adventure shows, but don't go outdoors and don't you dare have any adventures. Watch travel shows, but don't go anywhere because places are scary. Watch sports, root for them, invest lots of money in their gear paraphernalia and clothing and hats. Don't ever play that sport. Number nine, overthink everything. Stop short of taking action each and every day because of feelings Think, 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 and then think some more. Think as much as possible about things you can't control and overfocus on everything you don't have. Number 10, never do the work to learn the difference between intuition and anxiety. Then let anxiety take over. Convince yourself your intuition is bullshit, not real, not justifiable, and not enough proof to guide you. Number 11, whenever possible, focus on the problem. Give most of your energy to what's wrong until you are so burnt out on the problem, so drained, so tired, so sleep deprived, so confused and scattered from overthinking, then and only then throw a little energy at a solution after your best thinking is all used up. I mean, if you really want to do this misery thing right, 
Give as little energy to the solution as you possibly can. With this formula, you ensure misery and low energy stick around for a very long time. Because even when you do throw that last little bit of energy and effort at a solution, it's more likely to fail giving it the 10% of energy you have left to throw at it. And then it's so much easier to quit or to putter out. Never really push through until you get the benefit. The misery gremlin loves this formula. Number 12, hate your parents. Hate their circumstances, their hypocrisy. And while you loathe their lives... Make sure you make all the same decisions that they've made. Follow in their footsteps and listen to their advice. That is a sure fire path to misery. Convince yourself that adulthood is defined by crushing debt, miserable relationships, mind numbing corporate or healthcare process, a boring TV filled vicarious life missing adventure. Convince yourself that an adult life is martyrdom of taking care of children or taking care of parents or siblings or neighbors or churchgoers or friends. Take care of everyone else and not yourself. Ensure sameness in the next generation by modeling and keeping those dysfunctional cycles going. And then when you're at parties, Repeat to everyone you're related to and everyone that you know, depression is in my genes and believe it. Number 13, stay at a job that sucks the life out of you for less money than you want, need, or deserve. That's way better than taking a risk and betting on yourself. Make a full career out of a job that you hate, out of a profession that sucks the life out of you. And then tell yourself every day that climbing the corporate ladder is the key to everything you want in life. Number 14, don't ever say no. You want people to like you for saying yes. Give yeses to people who don't reciprocate your efforts. This will ensure your misery grows to fullest capacity. By not saying no, you will surround yourself with people who expect you to yes them and expect you to show up for them, you will be greatly hurt when they do not show up for you, and it will deepen your misery. Continue to hang out with these people that do not fill you, do not reciprocate. Make sure that you hang out with the same people every birthday, every holiday, every sports event, every community activity, every child's birthday party, Stay as closely connected to other miserable people as you possibly can. And if anyone makes you truly unhappy, double the time that you spend with them. Number 15, play the tiny violins for yourself as much as possible. If music is good for us, tiny violins must be platinum. Number 16, don't do anything wild or different with your hair or appearance. Your body is a pure temple till the end. Don't decorate your body with piercings or tattoos. Don't step out to step up your style. Never have fun or be playful with how you look. And be guided by the perceived judgments of imaginary and real others. Number 17. 
Let the voice of the biggest asshole in your life get inside of your head until that message happens in your own voice. Then believe that you were just born this way with this negative ass-kicking voice in your head. Or it's your genes and your brain chemistry. Listen to the voice of the biggest asshole in your life. Follow their direction. Number 18, definitely live in fear of being alone and rejected forever. Convince yourself, this is what my life is. That no one, nowhere, no how has an enjoyable family. That family as defined isn't in itself misery and you are signed up for life to the misery program. Convince yourself dysfunctional people are the only people that are on the planet for you. That no one else of the 8 billion people on the planet will love you or treat you any better. Believe that chosen families are for losers who can't make it work because that makes the best miserable sense. Okay, last one. To earn an Olympic gold medal in misery, make sure that you attach your emotions to politics and believe that it is wise to do so. Go so far as to construct a dependency story that you need politics to go your way or you're not going to be okay. You are a victim if politics don't go your way. Grab onto this idea with all of your force. Believe that politicians are personal angels that are here to run your agenda. And if your agenda does not win, then you can't overcome, you cannot live a good life, you cannot live a safe life. This is a surefire way to ensure your misery, to give your power away to politics, to allow agendas to pull your strings like a puppet. This ensures misery. And more so ensures that you will never be lonely because there will be an endless amount of people online and likely in real life who will be your friend, friend in quotes, a friend in political victimhood and misery and fight. And it won't really be a friendship that's about you, the person you are, the compatible connection you have with another person, it'll be a friendship built on outrage and upset. And this brings forth the very best misery now as you commiserate over the misery. And then later when these friendships prove themselves empty and surface level to be the best at being miserable Believe that you need the world to agree with you and to validate you. Make sure you give your authority away. Give your personal powers to self-approve. Give that away. Trade it. Dismiss it. Desire and demand that the world validate any and all of your identities, your struggles, your problems, your hardships. And then you get to be the victim When individuals or groups fail to live by your standards and fail to give you the approval that you decided you get to have, definitely try to control what others think about you. Definitely try to control what the world believes. Definitely try to control all things under the guise of advocacy. And when people or the world or groups don't think the way that you think, 
Definitely pull out those tiny violins we were talking about earlier to play the soundtrack of your life. And this may sound hard to do. It may sound like it takes a lot of intention to be A plus miserable, but don't you worry. The human ego craves low vibe misery the way a child's unsophisticated palate craves fast food, craves the foods that hurt the body, that impede growth, that make it addicted to sugar. And a child wants those foods with no boundaries, no limitations, all junk food all the time, no restraint. Our human egos have a propensity to self-sabotage, to want what feels good in the moment, even if it's bad for us. And this ensures a road to misery if left unchecked and encouraged. It is easier to slide into misery than peace or fulfillment. Algorithms online know this and are fueled by outrage. And politicians and media, they know this secret truth too. And now you know it. And this knowledge is like its own fork in the road. So now that you know what will ensure misery, what is a surefire path to misery and how easy it is to walk it, how easy it is for society to encourage this type of collective and individual misery, So that you give your power away and stay reactive instead of proactive. Which fork in the road will you choose? When the human ego gets pushy about taking the easily walked misery path, are you going to take it? Or will you take the road less traveled, the more difficult road to transverse, but richer with possibility? The power is yours to choose. But remember, to be the best at being miserable. All you really have to do is give up and follow the crowds that walk the misery path. That's why the path is so clear. That's why it's so easy to stumble down it without even thinking or knowing where you're going. It's kind of like a hike through the woods. It's much easier to find and walk a popular path in the woods because that path becomes more well-defined The grass is tamped down by each step. It's easier to see. It's easy to find. It's easier to wander down. This is why you will find me off the beaten path so often and with great intention. I don't want to be miserable. But if you do, these are the surefire ways to do it. You get one lifetime. One. Every single person's life boils down to the choices that we make every single day. I hope this ridiculous list of ways to be miserable, maybe flip-flopped something in your brain. If we are the human sponges, the dysfunction of the world gets sponged up by us. We must learn how to see what we're doing to ourselves, what we've learned how to do what misery we've soaked up. And we have to learn how to wring it out and change the way that we process our worlds, our inner lives, our outer lives to lead a life of lightness, of purpose, of joy, of peace, and of happiness, fulfillment, and spiritual clarity. 
I hope y'all had fun with this episode. If you resonate with how I speak and how I teach, then I invite you to check out my coursework. Now, I don't try to sell you hard. I don't send umpteen billion emails when you're on my mailing list. I just want to offer it to you. If you want to work with me right now, right this very second, come sign up for Emotional Strength Training 30 Days to Peace and start it today. Now, no procrastination, no overthinking. Just sign up, start, and learn how to teach your body to feel peaceful, rooted, and grounded. Or if you want to work with me live, secure your spot right now for the Boundaries course coming this October. We will blink and it will be here. You can get a payment plan that makes it very, very, very easy to jump onto or get an early bird discount. Early bird 23 when you pay in full. Now, my boundaries course will teach you how to effectively have boundaries that keep the misery out and the peace in. But if you want to be miserable, definitely do not sign up for emotional strength training 30 days to peace or the boundaries course. You can find more info and sign up at emotionalbadass.com backslash courses. Light and love, and I hope you had fun with this episode. I will see some of you in the Patreon where we are trying to hit our next goal. Next live stream topic, Wednesday, June 14th, regret and disappointment. Come submit your questions now. Light and love. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together... We are where Moxie meets Mindful. I'll see you right here next time for another episode. Bye-bye.